Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Good afternoon and welcome to Women Lead Radio brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm Kimberly Osgood, your host of Smart Money Moves. Our topic today is Never Run Out of Money, the Five Streams of Revenue. And our special guest today is Ms. Denise Pines, founder and CEO of T-Botonics. Good afternoon, Denise. How are you? Hi, Kim. I am fantastic. Thank you. Good, good. I'm so glad you agreed to be a guest on my show. I'm really excited. Of course. I'm excited, too. (laughs) Now, our topic today deals with the five streams of revenue, as I mentioned. But before we discuss our topic, tell us a little bit about yourself, your business, what you do, and how you got started. Sure. I mean, it's kind of like I feel like I live like this, you know, sort of dream life. And what I mean by that is when I have an idea, I get to execute on it on really big ways. Uh, When I was young, I loved fashion and dreamed of working with designers and at the time, I li- was living in San Francisco, so I got a chance to work with local designers. And then I went to work for luxury brands like Louis Vuitton and Neiman Marcus. And then I decided I wanted to move to Los Angeles. Um, and, I li- and literally, the next day was the Rodney King riots. And my interest shifted into social justice and advocacy mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. And I started to do that through media and entertainment and events and publishing and, you know, partners partnerships to really lift both the black community and the Latino community. So I've worked with the top 25 foundations in the world, the top 50 corporations, um, and been doing that kind of work for over 20 years. Um, And then I've always had an interest just personally in health and wellness. And so as a result, I've produced about 1,000 hours of media content, uh, wellness events, and then out of my own hormonal journey, <laughs> um, I now advocate for women's health um, at this life stage, so the perimenopause to menopause life stage. And I sort of bring that same experience in media and events and publishing into this work. And so that led me to co-founding Tea Botanics um, and being the inspiration behind Hot Flash Tea um, and then bringing um, health and wellness experts together to do events, Um, and then moving kind of into the femtech sector and working with innovators and investors to increase more solutions for women who are um, 40 plus. So that's kind of like my journey up until this point in time. Okay, great, great. Now, um, we mentioned that our topic deals with the five streams of revenue. Now, you seem you are a successful entrepreneur and businesswoman, so I'm sure you learned about these five streams through your experience in business, correct? Yes, and life. And life, right, and life. And life. <laughs> now, first, tell us what these five streams are, and then let's discuss each of them. The first stream is? Sure. I think I want to first start off by talking about, like, how – 
as women, we need to change our relationship to money, right? Okay, great. Money doesn't care what we look like, where you come from, how you feel, you know, whether the world should treat you or not treat you a certain way. Money just simply responds to your thoughts, feelings, and patterns towards it. And far too long, women have seen themselves in sort of a lack position of that money, mm-hmm. and that to me, is what I would refer to as energy restriction, right? Because money is so abundant and it provides so much freedom that we just need to recreate a new money narrative for ourselves. We need like a money narrative shift. So we need to think and feel and speak and move in ways that brings energy of money to us Um, because money is just another frequency in the frequency of how we even just move in our day-to-day lives. So mm-hmm. when I think of those five strings, that's the backdrop for me thinking along this path, right? This okay. Is the, this is the path of my mind that led me to always telling friends when we start talking about money, I would always say, you know, you've got to have five streams of income. And they're like, what are you talking about? Like, what does that mean? And so then I start talking about it, right? So, you know, the first one is salary, Right? right. Typically, everybody has that salary, wages. Whether or not you work for a company or you own your own business, like me, you got to cut. You you know you get a check. Um, the second one is real estate. Um, the third one would be investments like bonds, stocks, and then moving into art, NFTs, crypto. Right. That would be more mm-hmm. higher levels of investment. Right. Um, and then equity. Investments into business, a piece of the action, right? And then the last one is really royalties. And this is, I call this like money while you sleep, the horizontal mm-hmm. money, right? It's the money you make that you, for work you already got paid for one time, mm-hmm. but you can have it continuously pay you, right? So when we think of it in more traditional ways, we think of it as music, Right? right, how a music artist gets paid every time that that record is is played, um, they get paid over and over and over and over again. Writers get paid over and over and over again. Films, I'm in the film business, over and over and over. Right, books, over and over and over. And then things that we can create to make money. So if I become an expert, let's just say I'm a money expert. I'm not a money expert, but say I'm a money expert, and I start creating like a following, and I start putting you know, uh, books and materials and workshops together, I can create a membership subscription where mm-hmm. you pay me, say, $100 every year, and you have access to download whatever my latest materials on five streams of income. And that money continues to make. And there's been a lot of people who have expertise in something. Like, you know, I'm a filmmaker, so I have expertise in how to make a film. You know, I can turn my how to make a film into a series of webinars. And Mm -hmm. I can, you know, invest my time into that one webinar. It may take me, say, 40 hours to do a great webinar. And then I can make money off of that all year long. So those five streams, salary, Mm -hmm. wages, real estate, investments, equity, equity, and royalties. 
Okay, okay. Now, we understand the wages and salary part. Most of us have had the experience of having some type of a job, whether it be full-time or part-time, large companies, small companies. So that's kind of, um, I guess, number one that most people do. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about real estate. I know real estate is very important in building wealth. I was reading where nine out of ten millionaires in the world have become millionaires through real estate investments. And yeah, that's, that's absolutely that's, mm-hmm. true. Um, you know, I started getting into um, home ownership, um, I want to say, before I turned 30, so maybe around 28, um, mm-hmm. is when, you know, a friend of mine who was a couple years younger than me was buying a piece of property in Palm Springs. So I was like kind of a little like other women where you think like, oh, I'm going to get married, and, and you know, when, when I get married, gonna, I'm going get, to get the home, Right. Right. Um, and, but then my mind started shifting, like, well, what if I don't get married? <laughs> I need to start thinking of getting me a home, like, now, right? Mm-hmm. And so a friend of mine was buying a piece of property in Palm Springs. I just didn't understand that. I kept saying, why are you buying a piece of property in Palm Springs? You don't own anything in L.A. And he <laughs> told me about something called snowbirds, how right, people right. from Washington State come to Palm Springs for three to four or five months. Right. and live there, and that the money you get from that pays for the property for the whole year, including the taxes and maintenance. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want into that. Like, <laughs> that sounds really cool because that mm-hmm. meant, oh, the other six months I get to live there, right? <laughs> and so I moved forward and bought my first property in Palm Springs and then oh, my wow. second, third, fourth property in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. And so that got me into you know buying property and then, you know, I bought a, uh, lived in a, in here, I lived in a triplex in Los Angeles and then acquired that. And then I bought the house that I'm living in now, right? Right, so right. So now all of those properties, if I wanted to retire today, I could sell them all and retire today and live for the rest of my life. Mm, exactly mm-hmm. the way I live now, traveling, right. you know, to Turks and Caicos and all of that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. That is the power of that those nine out of ten, you know, millionaires know right. is that, you know, property actually does continue to increase. And in certain areas like Los Angeles, it can it can triple, quadruple in a right. very short period of short time. Short period of time, yeah. I, I'm glad that's interesting you brought up the idea of snowbirds, um, that you also have individuals that come from Canada that come down here and live yes. in the desert areas out here to get away from the cold weather. And so that's really smart that you thought to buy those properties and so that snowbirds could come down and have a place to live. And yes. that meant so, that you could live the other, other times of the exactly. year down there. So when you're doing property, you know, the first property you typically want to buy, you know, I, I, did, I did it sort of in the reverse, but the first is just your own home, right? Your right. own right. security of having your own place. Um, and then, you know, the next would be, it could be simply a place you like to go. Like I've, mm-hmm. oh, I've loved Palm Springs since I was 18 years old. And I remember like going there with my brother and best friend, uh, when I was about 18 saying, I'm going to own a piece of property in Palm Springs. And you know, at the time it's like, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and boom, here I am. Right. Um, right, right. so, you know, we can manifest those things, not knowing we're manifesting those things, but you know, so I picked Palm Springs because that was a, a place I desired to go to. Um, okay. My brother owns uh, 15 uh, properties, and he doesn't think like that. He's all about how much can I get rent, how this mm-hmm. rental 
property can cover my retirement years, right? right? So he didn't care where the property is. So he's real methodical about where he buys and he's purchased mm-hmm. all out of state, Tennessee, okay. um, Kentucky, you know, places like that. Okay, great. Now, uh, we're going to take a quick moment and recognize one of our sponsors. Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, National University. National University is proud to be one of the largest private nonprofit universities founded in 1971. The National University mission is to provide accessible, achievable higher education to adult learners. Today, National University educates students from across the U.S. and around the globe with over 170,000 alumni worldwide. Thank you for your support, National University, and to all of our sponsors and partners. Well, we're back to Smart Money Moves, and with us today is Ms. Denise Pines of T-Botonic, and we're discussing the five streams of revenue. We talked about the first stream being wages or salary, which most of us are familiar with if we've had a job, and then we were talking about real estate, just the importance of real estate um, and I mentioned that nine out of ten millionaires in the world have become millionaires through real estate investments. Now, what is the third one? Let's discuss the third revenue stream. You know, just before we go to that, let me go back to to wages, right? So, okay. if you're working for a company that has 401ks, max your 401ks. If they have a college saving program for your kids, participate in in that. If they offer discount stock participate in that. Even if you don't have homes yet or have moved in that direction, take advantage of, if you're working for a company, those things that exist in those manners. So now going to the next one, which is in investing, right? You know, a lot of pe- people think people who are, who are um, in the stock market are all rich people. People, the majority of people who play in the stock market are people who are teachers, truck drivers, regular everyday people with the wage who has understood that consistently investing a particular amount every single month, no matter what happens in the economy, will multiply, right? And mm-hmm. so they keep, even if the stocks are going down, you know, now if it's something where you hear the company's going out of business, that's one thing. But if it's like Coca-Cola, you know Coca-Cola and Pepsi, and there's just certain things not going anywhere, Walmart, uh, Microsoft, McDonald's, those kinds of companies. If you invest the same amount, it could be $700, you commit to that continuously, that is how those people have become really wealthy. And you can hear about a teacher retiring with two to four or five million dollars, right? And you say, how does a teacher retire with that kind of money? They consistently invested, right? So they rode the wave when it was high and stayed with the wave when it dropped down. Right. Yeah. So those other revenues, you know, so that's like investing in stocks and bonds, uh, treasury notes, gold. Um, and then there's art, right? A lot of times we don't think of art. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I was on a cruise, and this artwork popped up on this cruise. So it was an all-black cruise, but the art it was the first time this all-black cruise, they had rented out the entire boat. And, but the cruise was typically a cruise for, you know, not focused specifically on, you know, black people. And the art then had not been changed. They had not really, you know, 
realized mm-hmm. they needed to have other art. But the art they did have was really high-brow, high-caliber art. Mm, okay. And so there was only about 20 people that went to the art auction. And if you've ever been to a cruise, typically those things are full, like the whole thing is at least 100 and some people in there. Right. And the art starts coming up, and, like, nobody's bidding on it. Right, and the guy is like, you can see he's starting to sweat bullets, right? Because you know <laughs> he, he makes money off of you actually acquire. So the so now he's getting desperate, and he starts going from saying seventy five hundred to five thousand. From five thousand, he's going to two thousand. From two thousand, he's going down to one thousand. And I'm like, oh my god, this is about to be on and popping right now, right? Because I have seen what the lineup of the artwork is. I literally walked away out of there with five pieces of art, Salvador Dali, two pieces, mm, wow. and this Russian, three pieces of this Russian art, all valued at $90,000, and I got it for two. Wow. And the man came over and said, I think I made a mistake. I said, yeah, you did, but <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. You took my bid. You took my bid. <laughs> Well, that's an example of you taking advantage of a great opportunity. Exactly. exactly. Yeah, and sometimes I think we have to look out for great opportunities and be prepared um, when something comes our way to grab it, and that's what you did. So that was a great investment for you. Exactly, and just learning about art. I mean, there's so much great art, you know, around the country. You know, original art is really understanding, you know, learning a little about the artists, even Mm up-and-coming artists, learning more and seeing if you can afford to buy – Maybe their first works really early. So right. art holds its value, oh, right? Okay. Um, NFTs, so this is like moving more into, you know, a, the new sort of market of uh, technology and imagery and um, um, other creations that happen in the metaverse virtual world. So at least understanding what NFTs are um, to then – Look at how would I, if I decided to participate in, in, in a, you know, purchasing or acquiring an NFT, what would make, what would be interesting for me to do? Would it and be what, my what favorite exactly soccer is that? player? What, you, what is that NFT? Is that an acronym? Uh, it is an acronym. I say it so much, I can't even remember what the acronym <laughs> stands for. But like while we're talking, I'll see if I can uh, uh, okay. Google Google it. Sorry, I should have uh, explained. No I should have said that. No so it's it's called non fungible token. Okay. Um, and it's so it's like a trading card, but but an online trading card, and okay. I, and online in a in a in a another sort of sphere of universe, right? Okay. So a lot of ball players participate in this, and they okay. may have um, uh, create they may create a sneaker that's only in the metaverse that gets converted into an NFT. And the only way you can acquire that sneaker is that way. It's not physically tangible, right? Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of art. So these are originals. Okay. Um, So it's almost like art but in in a different way. Art tends to be the biggest NFT seller or um, a ball player who – you know, say say I'm like Shaq and I do a behind the scenes, you know, play with a nut like Charles Barkley, and I put a camera on that. The only way you can get you can acquire that is I'm put it as an NFT, and you okay. got to go into the into the world to buy it. 
Okay. It's not going to be. Okay. It's not going to be on YouTube anywhere. It's not going to show right. on television anywhere. It's only created for that environment. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Um, so, what about equity? That's the fourth one. Equity. Yes. So equity. So investing into businesses. businesses right. Okay. So a lot of times we will, um, you know, help a person out. So we have a family member, let's just say they have a hot dog stand and they come to us and they ask us for, you know, for a loan, right? Um, well, we need to think, no, I'm not going to give you a loan. I'm going to invest into that and I'm going to have X amount of shares or a percentage ownership of that. So as that business gets, you know, gets better from a revenue standpoint or you decide you're going to sell it, I'm going to get a piece of that pie. Right. Okay. A share. So looking like at share. Mm-hmm, getting shares into businesses, and there's so many startups. I mean, you got to be careful. You need to do your homework. You need to understand, you know, is this person really passionate about what they're doing? Do they have, if they don't have a financial sense, do they, do they have somebody working with them who has a financial sense? And, you know, look at whether or not this is a viable business and that you want okay. to invest in. We tend, okay. I think, as women and definitely as people of color, not to invest. Okay. I'm starting to see more women investors in Good. the last four years than I've ever seen. I mean, like okay. ever seen. And it's part because women are tired of not having the kind of solutions, definitely around their health and wellness, that they think should exist. Right, and we'll be talking about that a little later, um, about your health and wellness, because you definitely are a women's health advocate. Um, Before we move on to the last um, stream, which is royalties, um, just in case our listeners may want to reach you after our show, how would you like our listeners to reach you? They can reach me at LinkedIn at Denise Pines. Just, you know, put Denise Pines in LinkedIn, and they can reach me there. Okay, great. Now, the last one is royalties. We'll go over that, and then I want to get into your work with uh, women's health. Uh, Explain the royalties. So royalties is, you know, sort of that money that you worked to make. Mm -hmm. You know, you worked, you did one thing, you got paid once for it, but you get paid over and over and over. I use music as an example, right? Right. Whether if I write lyrics and um, it's for Beyonce, Beyonce gets paid royalties for singing it every time it it airs somewhere. I get paid every time it airs as well as the as the writer, right? So right. again, that's money that keeps getting keeps made over and over. Or I can take, or I can say to Beyonce, I'm going to license this for you to use, and I can also license it to say, you know, uh, Lionel Richie. And I can license it to this other person. So I have one thing I've done, and I'm getting paid over and over and over again off of the one thing that I did. So that's basically like even uh, book writers, authors. Exactly. Authors get paid over and over and over if your book sells. I mean, if it doesn't sell, you don't get paid over and over, but you get paid, you know, (laughs) continuous royalties, you know, if your book continues to sell. Um, Films, the same way. When you see films, um, films get paid over and over and over and there's so many other ways you know if you do a dvd of something you can get paid Mm -hmm. over and over and over and over so you get you do something the one time you get paid multiple times right okay that's wonderful so you've done a good job explaining the five streams 
Uh, the first is wages or salary, and I like the fact that you brought up the importance of um, uh, participating in your retirement plan on the job. A lot of people don't necessarily do that. Number two, real estate. Number three, investments. Number four, equity. And number five, royalties. Now, what I want to talk about is you are a woman's health advocate, and yeah. so can you share with our uh, – and also talk about your tea business, you know, tea botanics. Um, explain a little bit about that. Sure. So tea botanics, you know, so I've been in entertainment. That's really what I've been doing for a living for a number of years, at least 20. And then I get a hot flash, and <laughs> I deal with my health naturally. Um, I'm okay. in very, you know, I wear a lot of hats. I, I am um, I, I'm involved in regulatory, physician regulatory um, um, industry. Uh, so that's medical boards. And so I'm around very traditional you know, physician environment places, but my mm-hmm. own personal health I deal with naturally. So when I got these hot flashes, I knew I was going to deal with them naturally. And so I worked with my um, doctor, um, and we co-created Hot Flash Tea. Okay. And it worked. We co-created it because it worked for me. He had told me about it. I took it and said, hey, we got to put this on the market. And, you know, we'll be going into Walgreens soon and across the country with that. Product. So that led me to talking to so many women and realizing that they were just like me, kind of caught off guard, um, didn't expect for me, I don't know what I was thinking, I wasn't expecting I was going to get hot flashes, my mother didn't get them, and, um, and then just being very confused about perimenopause, menopause, what does it mean, what are the symptoms, when do I have it, when does it end, you know, kind of mm-hmm. all of that. Right. And I realized that I had the ability to bring these, you know, world-renowned midlife experts together because of my regulatory background, right? I have access to pretty much any doctor I want to reach out to. So I said, let me leverage my relationship to bring these doctors, the best midlife experts, to talk with women about what's happening with them and provide them with solutions that when they left that day that they could feel empowered that they didn't have to suffer. I guess I'm just a person I don't believe in suffering, mm-hmm. and definitely I don't understand why we have let women suffer, suffer. during this phase right. of her life and why women have not demanded more from the medical community. And so that led me to creating something called Wise Pause Wellness, and mm-hmm. we have an event in Los That's Angeles right. on September 9th at the Skirball uh, Center, um, it's all day. It's from it's a Saturday from nine to six p.m. We serve breakfast, lunch, um, wine, and tapas. We give away like every woman is going to get a goodie bag loaded with three hundred and fifty dollars worth of beauty enhanced products, specifically for women forty plus, and all kinds of other little goodies. Um, we do these really amazing give- giveaways from the stage all day long, mm-hmm. and it's just really a very um, safe place, right? I wanted to create a place where women felt safe to talk about what they're experiencing, right, without any shame, without feeling guilty, without being embarrassed, along with women who were feeling exactly the same way, right, and feeling as if they're being heard. And the beauty of the event is that the doctors and the other experts actually sit at tables with you, during Mm -hmm. the lunch hour so you can ask even more intimate questions that um, you you had thoughts of after they've done done their presentation. Now, what I'll say is that 
I was there last year, and it's an absolutely wonderful conference. If any of you are in the L.A. area, because at the Skirball Cultural Center, right? Yes. Yes, at the Skirball, and it's September the 9th. It's from 9 to 6. Um, what would you like to say to the ladies if they're interested in, in attending? Um, to go to wisepause.com, W-I-S-E-P-A-U-S-E.com, and we are going to give the listeners a 50% discount, and the code is WPP2023. WPP, as in Paul, Paul, 2023. Mm-hmm. So, ladies out there, if you're interested, that's Saturday, the 9th of September, and the discount code is WPP2023. WPP2023 is at the Skirball Cultural Center. You can go online at wise, was it wisepause.com? Wisepause.com. Wisepause, W-I-S-E-P-A-U-S-E. Dot com. It's wonderful. You'll enjoy it. Uh, it's entertaining. Um, there's great doctors there to really tell. Because, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people in the medical field really don't adequately address the issue that women go through when they get into their 40s and their 50s. And I think this is a wonderful conference. And I hope all of you have a chance to come out and participate. Um, so we have about a minute or so. Is there any last thing you'd like to say? Uh, the only thing, um, probably just about the my latest film, Birthing Justice. I just got back from presenting uh, data and a clip of the film. The film is about the black maternal health crisis in the U.S. Okay. and about the things that we can do to improve, um, you know, black lives for women and their families. So okay. that's it. So the film okay. is on uh, PBS. Wonderful, wonderful, yeah. If you have an opportunity to watch it on PBS, please do. It's an excellent documentary. Please try to come out to the Wise Pause Conference September the 9th. It's at the Skirball Center. And I want to thank you, uh, Ms. Denise. Thank you so much. Um, that is our show for today, and I'd like to say thank you to Ms. Denise Pines for being our thank special guest. Thank you for having and me. Thank you for being on. And a special thanks to all of our listeners, both in the U.S. and internationally, as we are an international show. After our show today, you can listen to Women Lead Radio on all, specific, all subscription podcasts, specifically Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Pod, excuse me, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. We are expanding quickly to a daily radio show and podcast. So for now, we'll be back again for another live Women Lead Radio show on Mondays at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time. It has been my sincere pleasure to be your host today. Thank you for listening and have a great week. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where like-focused, business-to-business executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.